Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. What a weekend. Damn, Petey Pablo. Y'all heavy with the North Carolina song off the top, Yates. Yeah, I'm gonna lie, Key. Yesterday, man, on our on our <laughs> Zoom call, I was afraid Jay wouldn't even have a voice today at all. Yeah, kid, this dude at told all. me to, this dude told me to lock it down. He said, Jason, okay. stop talking now. <laughs> Save it for tomorrow. I can't. Yeah. My voice. What were coach. you? What were you doing that uh, has affected your voice? Uh, it was on the tequila early Saturday. And there's a lot of yelling at the game, Key. A lot of so yeah. You do realize they probably couldn't hear you, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did realize that in the midst of 90,000 people, but it didn't matter. It was so personal. Yesterday was like the best day for me because I got, um, we, we did a, a reveal. So I found out uh, our third child was, our third child we're having is going to be a baby girl, which was oh. incredible. So it was great. Mazel And my father-in-law, uh, I told you guys that my, my wife graduated from IU. Uh, my brother-in-law graduated from IU. And my father-in-law graduated from IU. So there's a lot of um, joking in the family with the way my career ended Losing to IU uh, by missing some free throws down the stretch. So my father-in-law, Johnny B, he's quite the character, jumps on the Zoom because we're doing everything virtually for the reveal. And he goes, man, looks like those, uh, those free throws just keep coming back to haunt you guys, huh? I'm like, damn, Johnny, really? Like, he can't be like, congratulations on my granddaughter. Like, just right out of the gate. Just... It's relentless energy around here. I can't even imagine. It's relentless. Yeah, yeah, well, y'all lost to North Carolina. I know that hurts, though. Yeah, thanks, that, Captain Obvious. I, Appreciate I can't, that, I can't even imagine, like, <laughs> like, if the Yankees lose to the Red Sox, it kills me. I didn't play for the Yankees. Like, what is that like as, as a Duke legend, a national champion with the team, the whole thing, two-time player of the year? Of all things to, to have Coach K's career end, it, it's time for you. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, you got to react to this. Here's your coach, Mike Krzyzewski, at the post-game presser after the loss to UNC. We would have liked to have been on the other side of it, but I'm proud of what my guys have done. And uh, they've been an amazing group for me, the youngest team I've coached. And uh, we had our chances tonight, and uh, they made more. They made a couple more plays than we did. But uh, our guys played their hearts out. Uh, can you just reflect on your career and what it's meant to I'm you? I'm not going to. I'd rather not. I'm not thinking about my career right now. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, well, look, first off, it, that's a legitimate question. I mean, he, he got a farewell tour. So I, I, I can't be mad at the reporter for asking a question that is his job. So, I, you know, that, that's one thing. Number two, there was a lot of questionable calls for Duke down the stretch. But number three, like I, and here's probably the biggest point. I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, we always keep it real here in the show. I felt like my coach got outcoached. Oof. I felt like he got outcoached. What? Um, yo, we went small, and that was by far our best lineup. We had Paolo Bencaro at the five, and we were able to create pace. We got turnovers, and Mark Williams is in foul trouble. Then he comes back in the game, and then once again, 
Caleb Love, I said on the show, he's the one dude that scared me because he's a wild factor. And Mark was late to get up on that screen, and he he hit a dagger. Like, you know, the, the game was just – it was one of those games, you know, like where you just – you're emotionally fatigued from, like, the back and forth. It was like a heavyweight fight, Max. That's what it was like. What and and, and if you remember last week, you remember last week, Jay, I talked about the fact that UNC, when we, when we had – I don't know who was on with us. It might have been Coach on with us. But I talked about the fact that UNC – certainly goes into this game with the confidence that they can beat Duke uh, a second time around in a short period of time, given the fact that they closed things out at Duke the last game of the season on a farewell tour for Coach K. And you go into a game with confidence, knowing that you've done this before. So you're going to have a heavyweight fight in this situation back and forth because they're not going to let their guards down, knowing that they took care of business the first time around. You Man. talked about JJ. You talk about having dogs for at the guard position, especially oh. in the tournament. And Roach started stepping up, and that's when Duke goes on their run. And Love, by the way, he—I don't remember—he missed a bunch of shots to start the game. Cold, but, yeah, yeah, but had that dog in him and and kept shooting and got hot and and hit the Dude, dagger. Him, or Caleb Love and R.J. Davis went for forty-six points. Yeah. Like that's their backcourt. Yo, R.J. Davis. R.J. Davis, I was talking to Trajan Langdon, obviously, you know, with the Pelicans. We were talking about during the game. I'm like, yo, he he going to be a pro, man. Like, he's going to be a pro. And Caleb Love may have played his way into the first round of the NBA draft. Like, that's what their guard play did. And it was, I mean, the, the shirts I saw North Carolina fans wear, there were shirts going around about a Tar Heel burying Coach K in his grave. That, that's, that was what people were wearing. Like, that's the kind of energy that was off that game. Now I don't know what to do. Like, do you root for your rival? Like, do I root for North Carolina to beat Kansas because they represent the conference? It's hard for me to root for this team. I always want to bet against them. But, like, do I do, I do the respectful why, thing? Why, 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 would you, why would you root for North Carolina who just sent Coach K packing? On top of that, like, it's your rival. I understand it's your conference. But, Jay, man, use your brain. I'm not, I wouldn't. You, you, can root, you can root for the conference if it's – Boston College, Clemson, uh, North Carolina State. Yeah. <laughs> but not Duke. 100%. I would never root for UCLA in anything. Nothing. I just don't. It's just. Nothing. Ah. I would root for Washington, Cal, Stanford, Arizona, Colorado, Utah. But ain't no way in the hell if UCLA is in a championship, I'm sitting there going, I'm taking UCLA. I don't care. Can't, I hope I they know. get pounded. Key, here, here's, here's the real conversation because I, I – so after the game was over, I'm in the shower and I'm thinking, damn, like John Shire is getting ready. To, it's his turn now, like right away, his turn. And what would it mean if Hubert Davis in his first year after replacing Roy Williams wins a national championship? Duke has the number one recruiting class coming in the nation next year. And if you had thought about if Duke, if Carolina didn't make the tournament and they had a poor year, it's like Duke is still on top. But now, if Carolina wins a chip, it puts so much more pressure on John Shire to figure it out right away. You better yeah. win one year I, one. I think, it's, I think it's, it, it's more pressure on John Shire than it was on Hubert Davis anyway. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is that Roy Williams is great, Hall of Fame, whatever you want to call it. But he's not following Dean Smith, right? It was, yeah. what, three coaches in between – 
before you even got to him. Bill Guthrie's then Matt Doherty, and they both yeah, did so, not do well. fast, so, so, so now, fast. So now you've gone through three coaches before you got to him. Dean Smith, North Carolina basketball, was built, from what I understand, on Dean Smith, where Duke was built on Mike Krzyzewski. So it's a little bit different. There wasn't three coaches in between now Coach Shire taking over. So I think the pressure is no matter what, win, lose, whatever the case is, hit the ground running, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because people are expecting, and you know, Jay, they're expecting him to do the same things Coach K did. I agree the key, and they got the more recruiting class. And I'll tell you, they got a big decision to make because Nolan Smith is a guy who's been on the road getting a lot of stuff done for them. Nolan Smith won a championship 2010 for Duke, and he's been securing a lot of these you know, big-time players. And there's rumors about him potentially leaving, him going to Louisville and being the associate head coach with Kenny Payne. They lose him, that, that's, um, that puts them back a little bit. Because they, they need to keep recruiting at a high clip in order to compete with North Carolina. There's also the momentum for UNC, oh. where the one thing that will never change, universe can go on, Fred, doesn't matter. Coach K lost Yo. his last game oh. in the final four to UNC, having met them in the tournament for the first I'm time. Sick. That gives those guys I'm a boost. Sick. And, of course, Jay, you have to root against them. I'm sick. Mr. Duke over here, straight uh, talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Another game, another loss in L.A. And an MVP contender says his city is costing them the award. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. South Carolina bench begins to erupt. A wire-to-wire victory tonight. It is not unfinished business any longer. South Carolina has captured its second national championship. South Carolina, what up? That's from Idiocracy. It's a reference. It's not everyone's going to get. But anyway, yeah, Gino Oriyama was... 11 and 0 in title games guys before that loss 11 and 0 so you know got us to thinking the greatest undefeated resumes of all time right undefeated is a weird thing because it it gives you the sense that it's perfection that it could have never been any different but as time goes on eventually you're going to lose right sometimes you get in and out and 
it's easier. Like Jordan retired or went to play baseball for a couple years, gave him a little break to recharge his batteries. LeBron or Kareem, they just kept playing and playing and playing. Greatest undefeated resumes of all time. Well, he's got a, what, what, key? Four games to qualify? Qualify? Yeah, because you yeah, can't four. three and oh. That's many people three and oh, many people two and oh, one and oh. So you got to at yeah. least get to four, four right? To, yeah. to qualify on our standards, I would say. That yeah. Feels about like right. Montana, like you Bra- start the, Brady yeah. just, yeah, Brady just got so many of them, right? But Montana was four and oh. 13 TDs, no interceptions. It's not just that like he rode the coattails. He made it happen. You know, Michael Jordan undefeated, three and three and six and zero in championship. Yep. Terry Bradshaw four and yep. You know, you start thinking about you start thinking about that sort of um, legacy. But if you told me that Gino was eleven and zero and he was never lost and he was the the all time and he was John Wooden ish and all, I'd be like, no, it's Pat Summit. If you would have asked me. Who was the greatest women's basketball coach in college basketball? I would probably say Pat Summit with eight. You had eight, right? Yeah, I just I would so assume. I just Pat Summit. Yeah, I yeah. just would assume that. I, I, it's for me. It's, it, yeah, it's Gino though. Like, and, and we look at Brianna Stewart. I'm like, Brianna Stewart went to the Final Four every year of her career, won it, and then was MVP four times in a row. What? Yeah, it's crazy. And she played for Gino. What? I mean. I'm thinking of undefeated still. Bill Russell has one loss in the finals, but in 21 career deciding games, college, high school, pro, he was 21 and 0 when it came down damn. to the seventh damn. game or the deciding game. <laughs> like, damn. See, Bill. I love being that one person, Key, like Woo. Don Staley, like that that one little blip on your resume. I love being that person. Yeah, I love it. No doubt about it. That's amazing. I mean, so 11 and one, one. now. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. That one just haunts- <laughs> That's going to do it from here. As the Denver Nuggets win it 129 to 118. Jokic with 38 points, 18 rebounds. Anthony Davis gave it a good run this afternoon. It sucks. It sucks telling these guys every game, proud of you, good effort. We lost. And it's it's just disappointing to, to come in and, you know, just keep saying we fell short. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Lakers at full strength on uh, Friday. AD, LeBron, and Russ still lost. Season's I'm, over. I'm just laughing because yesterday on the call, yeah. Key started going in on the Lakers. And I'm like, Key, you guys are up by like 15 right now on the Nuggets. It was like, it was like middle, middle of the second. And Key's like, just give it another 60 minutes. Yeah. Just give it <laughs> his words verbatim. And sure enough, it well, happened again. I mean. Yeah, they sorry though, man. They didn't even you know knew that, that though. You still got that, you still that. Got that life jacket on? Don't nobody – how you going to know that? You still Jay, got that no life jacket on? That they sorry? You, you still, got – Key, you still got the life jacket on on the back of the boat? You still holding on? You're going to have to give me the numbers now because I stopped paying attention to the numbers. I stopped adding it up and when could they, if they could, what if. <laughs> I just gave up, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. But we can also ask Magic Johnson, who will be joining us at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, mm-hmm. what he thinks about the Los Angeles Lakers. That's for sure. I'm sure he's not going to be happy at the moment after their sixth straight loss. By the way, Jokic. And by the way, I thought, I agree. Like it was, Even when it was close in the third quarter, I'm like, Lakers might get this. No. no. Jokic, 38-18-6. Mm. You know, listen, he's, he's the favorite what? at this moment to win his – Second consecutive back-to-back MVP. 
going to be back-to-back MVP most likely. And it's so interesting to me what's going on in the MVP race. Like Giannis blocked Embiid, literally blocked Embiid and outplayed him and won the game. And it's like, did he just block Embiid from the MVP? And now it, it, give it to, to Jokic? No, no, Giannis maybe, except Luka just outplayed Giannis. And ended his uh, MVP chances on Sunday, it looks like. Did he? The Monday morning roundup brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. But it comes down to, at this moment, if you had to handicap it, because, like, all these games down the stretch, and Jay, you pointed out, they're like highlight games. This dude versus Mm -hmm. that dude. Giannis went out and got pelts on the wall. KD, Embiid, you know, uh uh-oh, Luka got him. Can't afford to do that right now when it's this close, and especially if you're considered the guy in third place. Embiid for a lot of the year, I think, was considered the front runner. He dropped 44 in the Cavs last night. Yeah. A lot of the year, I think, he was considered the front runners. Seemed to. So, but anyway, he said this um, yesterday. If it happens, great, when it comes to the MVP. If it doesn't, I don't know what I have to do. I feel like they hate me. I feel like the standard for guys in Philly is, or for me is, different than everyone else. I mean, man, don't <laughs> blow that horn, man. Y'all need Get to out stop. of here, Yates. I mean, to me, that's oh, a pretty man. transparent attempt to pander to the Philly audience, right? <laughs> yeah, it's but us against the world. On, Please. But How are you going to be Philly? us against the world? You ain't had nobody. The Philadelphia, the Sixers, who have they had since AI? Yo, people that do is be worthy hate. of an MVP. Yeah. Key, yeah, people yeah. do be hating on Philly, though. Let, but, but, come, I, on, no, I, come on, man. Come stop, on, man. man. People, they bring it on themselves with their Knicks behavior. All day long. The market is horrible. The Knicks, by the way, I don't, I don't, it's I don't, New York. It's five times it, the size of the market. It's market. New York. I don't mean nothing. You talk about the team that's the best chance to win. It does not. It's New York. They will talk about the MLS team in New York before they will. The Philadelphia 76ers. So you're making the case, Keith. It's you New just York. Philly sometimes. It's no, no, Sixers hate, get plenty of press. Yes. Sixers Where, get press uh, commensurate with the ben size Simmons? of their market and how good they are. Lies, lies, lies. And then think about it. Like I said, man, they talked about Dr. J. They talked about Moses. They talked about yeah. Barkley. They talked about uh, who else? About Dr. J. AI. And then it, but wait, but then. There was nobody else to talk about. Right. Then they talked about AI. They gave him his MVP and his love. And then there was nothing until Embiid. Then we what do you want him to do? Tumbo got what, love. What, what, Barkley had to leave about. Philly to win an MVP, Key. You know that, right? But, but Barkley, Barkley had to leave Philly he to He was win a MVP. big, famous star. He had to leave Philly. Philadelphia to win an MVP. Because they weren't yeah, challenging he, for titles. But was he an MVP, truly an MVP, at that time in Philly. He wasn't even at that time in Phoenix. No. Yates, you, Yates, do you have something to say here, Yates? Man, the national media has been killing the city of Philadelphia <laughs> since I was a child. Yo, it's, every time I turn around, it's, oh, they hate Santa Claus. It did what they Santa do? Claus. That, it booty. Like, Santa Claus not real. I don't understand why all the hate is for What are you Santa? doing? Well, I that, have Yates, kids. Y- Yates, you're... <laughs> Yates, you're you're right. This is a Disney show, Yates. What are you doing? Yates, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Philly fans can get a bad rap at times, and I'll speak up when I see that. Like Ben Simmons, stop. That's not Philly being hard on Simmons. They took care of him. All this kind of stuff. But the idea that I'm saying, I'll be straight up. But the idea that Embiid, like, here's what you got to do, Embiid, to win an MVP. You got to be the best, and you're one of the best. You have to stay healthy. Yeah, Yeah, you have not shown. Be, you have not shown a real differentiation see, between you, Jokic, and Giannis. You're but see, right here's there. what I'm going to say. Jokic dropped 38 and 18, right, mm-hmm. last night. The Lakers are a stat sheet right now, man. 
Come on. Yeah. But but no, no, but be honest are, with you. They're because a brand name, though, Key. They're but it's still, the name. Lakers right now, I hate to say it, but I might go drop 38 on them. Agree, but I the, mean, game, like they, the game was on. nationally televised. You know what happens? Like, I understand. That's why I talk about, like, for Giannis, the games that are nationally televised, it means something because the fans get a chance to see it. Like, Embiid had 44 in the Cavs. That's a great win, but nobody really saw it last night. Mm. And what are we doing? We're talking about Jokic dropping a double-double in the Lakers. Hold on. The producers are all getting in on this. Yes, Evan. No, I, I think that there is, there is some stats and, and information to back up the idea that Charles Barkley, when he was in Philly, got, got flat-out screwed out of the MVP, and it went to a guy in a different market. A guy we'll have on today. In 1990, oh. Magic Johnson— <laughs> oh, I got to go. In 1990, Magic Johnson averaged— 22 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds a game, shot 48% from the field. That same year, Barkley averaged 25 points, 11 rebounds, and shot 60% from the field. Both teams won their divisions, made the playoffs, and Magic Johnson won the MVP by 22 votes over Barkley. Barkley, you could make the argument that Barkley did not win the MVP because he was playing in Philadelphia this season. The Lakers won 10 more games, but they both won their divisions, and Barkley had better stats that year. So, okay, than okay, so, that's Lakers, the so the Lakers won ten more games. How did the Lakers finish that year? Both it, teams won their division. No, how did they finish in the finals? Well, it didn't they matter. I mean, the MVP it's a regular season was, award. Yeah, no, but, but no, I understand that. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, wouldn't you think that the voters was going to project? That the Lakers was going to the finals, oh, and at no. the same hold, hold time, no. that hold they was going to lean toward yes. that. Hold on. What do you mean? No, regular season of the No, 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 hold on. Time out. Both teams got knocked out of the playoffs in the second round. Thank you. Hold on, hold on. Key is right. Key they is right about this. They're projecting that. If you watched that season, no one in the world thought Barkley, you'd rather have Barkley than Magic. It's not about Magic was like performing at genius level. It's not about would you rather have. It's about who had the best regular season. I get that, though, uh, Jay, but when these people are doing these votes, and Evan would know that they sometimes factor in things that may not have anything to do with the regular season. They're looking and saying, well, they're probably going to get to the championship. So why not just give them a little extra nugget? That's all I'm saying. Wait, why would Evan know? I don't want to go into that. Well, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. A, A, I feel very dirty now. And and B, you're, Key, you just made the argument for us. Yes. yes. How? They, he does this be, sometimes. Because they projected that the Lakers would win, right? So yes. the market, not based on the market. The not market. based on the market, based on the team. Right, because the, they'd seen the Lakers win a bunch of championships yes. with Magic. Absolutely. For this season, it's a different season. That you may be, okay, but, so you're but, having two separate arguments. You guys are arguing, Evan J, that the voters don't always do it the way they're supposed to do it. That's different than saying Barkley got gyp, uh, or I should say, he got, he got, uh, 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 Bamboozle. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. He got <laughs> both every word I can think is inappropriate. But if Barkley, <laughs> if Barkley put up those same stats as Magic Johnson, who will join us at 9 a.m. Eastern. Great play. In L.A. In L.A. In L.A. He would, and they would he be would projecting, have won the MVP. And they would be projecting Barkley on the Lakers exactly. team to win a championship. They are a better team. He did not get unfairly. He did not get. Barkley did not get unfairly denied the award because he played in Philly. If you want to argue he got unfairly denied the award, it's because everyone knew Magic was better. That's why. And then last year. If you watched year, them, you would, you, know, you would say Magic's a better player. And then last year, if Embiid was healthy, 
he would have won. Okay. That got him last year because he didn't you play got enough. It. You got a Lakers fan. <laughs> they didn't you play, got they didn't play <laughs> enough games. You got a, you Here's got a Lakers the fan. Line. Here's the bottom line, Key. No one is going to convince Yates of that ever. <laughs> ever. Or anyone from Philly, which is why Embiid says, "What it's like I represent Philly and this is what happens. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. When he went no huddle and they started to make plays. All the big games but light on time? Let us catch you up. Definitely not fun ever playing against no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. Whether you huddle, whether you don't huddle, it still comes down to just the execution. Keyshawn, J. Willem X, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel Lady Magic Johnson with us at 9 a.m. Eastern this morning, 26 minutes from now. No Huddle, meantime, is brought to you by Mako. Max, do you think 9 a.m. is in 26 minutes? I got to do Oh, what I say? <laughs> I wish. Two hours in 26 Great minutes. Catch, oh, my God, I wish it was in 26 minutes. We'd be wishful, done with the show in an hour and a half. By the way, wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. I can't wait to talk to Magic. I'm leaving Max said it. <laughs> All right, Magic, you better uh, be here in 26 minutes. I just caught two hours off the time. All right, he's going to be here in two hours and 26 minutes. Is that right? Let me see. Uh, I didn't, uh, 7 go. o'clock, Minus 8 o'clock, four, two hours and 26 three, nice. Listen, no huddles brought to you by Mako. When life throws you O's, just say, better get Mako and go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. That time. was the perfect read for that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to go see Mako, huh? <laughs> Time to get you caught up on everything from the sports weekend. We start with last night's NCAA Women's National Championship game. South Carolina beat UConn 64-49, handing Coach Gino Ariema's Huskies their first title game loss in 12 appearances. They were 11-0 when they made it to the title game. It's ridiculous. It was the second national title for South Carolina and Coach Don Staley. Aaliyah Boston was named the most outstanding player of the Final Four. Here is Staley on the win. We weren't going to be denied. We were going to play every possession like it was our last possession. I I know our players are super exhausted, but they were determined to be champions today. So I love this story. Aaliyah Boston last year 
you know, she's <laughs> the best player in college basketball. Her and Paige Becker is going for it. But last year, losing to Stanford, she missed a putback to win the game. And there were memes of her crying online. People just alienating, like annihilating her on this. And I love the fact that afterwards, just to let all you fans know, like how you guys motivate us, how you guys add the fuel to the fire. She called everybody out. She said, if I didn't go through last year, all these memes of me, all these pictures of me, that's why we won it this year. I love that for her. I love it for Dawn Staley, her second national championship. By the way, she's going to be joining the show today, 830 Eastern. So stay tuned to that in two hours. Dawn Staley on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Oh. Meantime, I love that for a number of reasons. It's Masters Week, and five-time winner Tiger Woods announced on Twitter Sunday that he is traveling to Augusta to, quote, continue my preparation and practice, and that this is a, quote, game-time decision to play in the tournament. Woods added that he's going to tee times, uh, will be released on Tuesday, and Woods has until Thursday tee time to make a final decision. Here's Gene Wojciechowski from Augusta National. Given where he was 14 months ago, now on this surgically repaired right leg, foot, and ankle, it would be an amazing story for him to be able to do this. But again, I emphasize, there's still a lot of work to be done. He has to see how his body reacts to playing this course. The elevations are are really large at, at certain spots of this course. It is a hard course to walk, and there will be a lot of stress on that right leg. So me and my boys are talking about this. Avid golfer is wondering what the prop bets will be for this for the Masters on how many times Tiger Woods needs to stop while walking 18. And from somebody who's had reconstructive surgery on their left leg, every time I swing a golf club, like that pivot, it hurts. It sends a little bit of a cringe. I wonder on the back leg, it's, that's where you get the real push from all the time. So, look, he looked good on the range the other day driving the ball. We'll see how he walks the course, but that's going to be the biggest challenge for him. Max, I know we joke around it. I don't know how many times you walk the golf course. But coming off that <laughs> off of restructive knee surgery, that, that's going to be painful. It's amazing that the dude is alive, that he's walking, that he's playing golf, that he could play at the gut. Like, each one, don't take it for granted, man. None of that had to be the case. He got, like, in many ways, he's very, very fortunate Do you think right you can now. walk a golf course, Max? <clears throat> Do I think I can walk a golf course? <laughs> Elite believe, athlete question, Key. I believe that is an athletic question I can answer. The infirmative, the, the infirmative, right? I go to the infirmary. You can certainly uh, walk a golf course. It just depends on what time you're putting on it. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can, actually. Let's see if I can finish. It's like the marathon. All right, look. <laughs> Tiger tweeted, excuse me. We already did that. Uh, The biggest news from the NFL this weekend (laughs) is the Dolphins trading Devontae Parker to the Patriots. Patriots are acquiring Parker in a 2022 fifth-round pick from the Dolphins in exchange for a 2023 third-round pick, a source told Adam Schefter. What's that move tell you, Key? Well, it tells me that the Dolphins, one, they're not worried about Devontae Parker within that division because they got three other guys in Wilson, Hill, and Waddle. Uh, that they have on the team with Tua now. But at the same time, Bill Belichick, it tells me that Bill Belichick knows that this kid can still help uh, the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. So why not give up something to go get him opposed to letting him be released and get into a bidding war with other teams that's looking for services? Because Devontae Parker certainly can still play, and Bill Belichick knows what to do with him. So I trust in the Patriots and the Patriot way. Yeah, seems like a pretty good deal. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> in Ann Arbor, listen to this, guys. 
Colin Kaepernick threw for NFL scouts during halftime of Michigan's spring game. Cap was invited by to Michigan by Jim Harbaugh, who coached Kaepernick with the San Francisco 49ers and was an honorary captain for the spring game. Then Kaepernick had this message for NFL teams when he spoke to Gianna Trotman of WXYZ in Detroit. Listen. That I can help make you a better team. I can help you win games. You know, I, I know right now the situation likely won't, won't allow me to, to come in, step into a starting role. I know I'll be able to work my way to that, though, and show that very quickly. So to the teams that have questions, more than anything, I would say, you know, I'd love to come in for a workout. I'd love to sit down with you and have that conversation about how I can help you be a better team. Mm. He, the fact mm. that, he, they, that like, he hasn't even been given a look is the damning part, right? Like maybe, oh, maybe he, who knows if he can still play? Well, I don't know. Go take a look. Work him out. NFL teams, and then you find out if he can play or not. Yeah, I think I think it's different now. No, I honestly think it'll be a little bit different. I know we've said this before in the past, but I think now, given the fact that everything that we dealt with over the last several years is kind of it's there, but it's not the same as it was when he first wanted to make that comeback. I think mm-hmm. the noise has quieted down a little bit. People are a little more uh, optimistic, so to speak. You see, Coach Harbaugh has invited him to speak to the Michigan team, be a part of the Michigan team, be a part of their practice. Several years ago, that would have not been the case. So now you can tell that Coach Harbaugh is even stepping up to the plate to open up the door to let everybody know that this kid can still play. I don't want to call him a kid, but this player can still play and get things done. I think he can still play watching him zip the ball around on the field. I know those only are little clips and highlights. But I could tell he can play in the NFL. Look, man. Yeah. yeah. Some of them other dudes that's yes. out there, mm-hmm. like, stop. Let's just stop the noise. He belongs in the league. He, I think, you know, for an owner, and I, I spoke to a couple guys about this at, at the Duke game who were owners of some NFL teams who were saying, like, I, you have to sit down and say, what does this come with? What does Colin Kaepernick come with? What's your mindset when you come to my team? There is a docu that's going to be coming out about Cap. We talked about this. Max Spike Lee has one coming out on Colin Kaepernick. Like what? So what kind of attention comes along with Colin Kaepernick? And can you focus on your job? Those are the kind of questions there's I've heard always, from people. I'm not saying they're right, right, but I've heard from people in those positions asking ex- that there's stuff. There's always excuses to do the wrong thing, right? Mm-hmm. Always, always you have a yeah, million different excuses to do the wrong thing. It's re- this one's real Real simple. It's the right the dude thing. got drummed out of the league for nothing to do with football, didn't break any lo- rules, any laws, no nothing, and the NFL, not a single team, has really brought him in for a workout. Why I not? Change, I think that changes, though, now. I, I, I get that there's going to be some hesitation from a few people or the way that they feel about the situation, but I think that that's gone away now. I don't think that that is the same as it was several years ago when Kaepernick was trying to make that particular comeback and he was somewhat frozen out of the situation, I look at it totally different because of where we are in society now. We're a little bit removed from some of those things that went on in the past with Kaepernick. Yes, he has documentaries coming out, Jay. He has other things coming out. But I I believe the owners in the league is ready to take this on now. But, but Key, are we really there? I I think so. I think Because I I feel that way, but then I look at – where a lot of black head coaches are, I'm like, well, are we really there? Like, are we really past it? Like, or is it still something that is so polarizing, it's still inflaming that people still get a little bit scared of it? But Even though I agree that he's saying all the right things and he deserves another shot. Is, everything is a little bit different, right? He's come out for the first time and said that he wouldn't mind being a backup. He didn't say that yeah. several years ago. You're right. So 
He's given them more opportunities to sign him now, Max, than ever before. 100%. And once he says backup, I remember when he first came out, I was like, well, hold on. Hold on a second. He's kind of a bubble starter at this point. Let's see. Maybe he won't take a backup role. But he, he's just like, no, just, just come and give me a look. And by the way, he's actually – he reiterated that recently. Yes, I will back up. But he never ruled out being a backup. He just he wanted to compete for a job. They, will, they have denied him the opportunity to compete for a job in his chosen profession for doing nothing wrong. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable. And really, when you dive deeper into it, it's for not parroting the owners of the team's political speech, right? Because if you kneel and you're saying something, if that's a protest, then if you stand, you're also saying something. <laughs> so it's fine to say something as long as what you say is exactly what the owners say. Mm. As soon as it deviates, they want, I don't even know if it's legal still. Preach. I wonder. Preach. Anyway, um, just give the dude a look. Seriously. Give the dude. Hey, the Key, real quick. Is there a chance, number one, that he is backup quality? Number two, that he's possibly still starter quality? I think it's a little bit of both. Of course, he's backup. There's no question about it. I mean, when you look at some of the other backup quarterbacks in this league, I mean, come on, man. I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and all that with Philly Philly special, but you getting ready to tell me Nick Foles is better than that dude? I mean, I can go on a long list of, of backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. I mean, Case Keenum. You think Case Keenum is honestly better than him? I don't think so. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's keep this conversation going and play hot news or not news. And we have... Dan Graziano with us, giving you the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Max. You here? Say that again? I said good morning, Oh, I Max. thought uh, for a second, I thought you had uh, the Jay Will issue with your voice. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I lost my voice. This is yeah, the first is. time today that I've used my voice ah. uh, at this level, so I guess it wasn't primed. I needed, I needed oh. to get it ready. I was gonna ask That's if, on me. I was going to ask if you're That's ready. On me. You t- I don't know. You told it's me you're Monday. always ready. All right. Let's get it going. Dan Graziano, who is always ready to play hot oh, news man. or not news. Colin Kaepernick throws for NFL scouts at Michigan's Pro Day. Hot news or not news, Dan? I think I've settled on not news here because I just don't think it's going to lead to anything, right? Like that's like I, I think it's interesting that Harbaugh did this and he had a captive audience, like the scouts who were in attendance for, for uh, you know, the, the spring game at Michigan sort of had to sit there and watch. They didn't have to make a special trip. But I just I don't think it leads to him getting back in the NFL. And that would be hot news. And, 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 and failing that, I think we're stuck on not news here. Uh, for the fifth year in a row. Dan, yeah. if Harborough had gotten the Vikings job, yeah. would Cap, would Cap be there? right? That, that is completely legitimate speculation considering the work he's doing to try and get him in front of the right eyes. I, I think he would have pushed for it. And there's, I, don't, I don't think there's any – I think he would have pushed to, to bring him to camp and, and, give him a, and give him a job on the, on the roster. I don't know if it would have worked out, but I think Harbaugh is obviously in his, in his camp and in his corner. All right, you know what? Since we've already discussed this, let's move along. Jerry Fowler nothing more to say, says <laughs> DK Metcalf could be available at the right 
Price, hot news or not news? Well, it's hot news because think of all the teams that, that could really use him, right? Like, I mean, like high-level contender teams that have that hole right now. Now, your number one wide receiver. The two that jump to mind are the Packers and the Chiefs, you know, teams with Super Bowl aspirations who have traded their number one receiver this offseason and haven't replaced him. So, look, if the Seahawks get to the point with DK Metcalf that they got to with Russell Wilson, which is we're looking down the road, he's going to ask for an amount of money we're not comfortable paying him, then yes, I think we've seen with the Russell Wilson example that they would consider it. I don't think they're there yet, but it's not out of the question. Yeah, it's hot news, Dan, for a number of reasons. I think when you look at the value that he could bring on the marketplace for your organization moving forward in the future for some teams that want a receiver that could help you win now and you're not and you're willing to pay him $28, $29, million, it is hot news. It's hot news for Seattle also because I don't think the Seahawks value DK Metcalf nearly the way the fantasy football folk mm. value him. <laughs> I think it's a it, it, DK Metcalf is a fine football player. There's no question about it. But I don't think of him as a uh, missing piece, so to speak, to a team going to the Super Bowl. And I think S- Seattle looks at it that way, and they say, "Oh, well, yes, he gets." A lot of big numbers, but those numbers come in a handful of games because he could disappear on you in a heartbeat. Hold on. Keyshawn Johnson, the number one pick in the NFL draft. (laughs) You don't see DK Metcalf as a missing piece to a Super Bowl championship team? Please tell me why. Well, no, I I don't. I don't think think you do, Jay. And this is not about hot takes. This is not about trying to get Seattle fan base riled up or DK tweeting or none of that. It's just – when I look at certain receivers in certain situations, if I'm going out to trade what is going to get DK Metcalf or Tyreek Hill, my team better be ready to win a Super Bowl, and that is the one guy who could take us over the top. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Dan, what's the right price real quick? What, what do you mean, for it a trade or for a contract? For, for DK Metcalf. They say he'll be available at the right price. Oh, well, what was the price to get uh, you know, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill? I mean, you're talking about high-level, you know, early-round picks. So he's uh, there with those guys. For, well, when you factor in the age, I mean, he's much younger than those two guys, right? So if you see him as the physical dominator that you know he's been sometimes in Seattle and you have a, a hole at that number one receiver, yeah, I would think you'd have to trade – Something similar to what you got. Did you did you just hear guys. what Dan said? Sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Right. It's interesting mm. though. DK Metcalf, I believe, is a guy we're always gonna remember. Like there's something that is different about him, whether well, or not he he's shows up fast. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah big, running, fast, the whole thing. Running down to Arizona running, safety. Yeah, running, running down right? to Arizona yeah. safety yeah, is yeah, what yeah. put him on the map. Yeah. In people's eyes, it was on national television, and everybody like, oh, wow! Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was, I'm one of those guys, as yeah, you know. It was actually really awesome. I mean, it was awesome. We're not, we're not see y'all, that. y'all, 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 Give me the cheese. <laughs> Give me the cheese. Delicious. Devontae Parker traded to the Patriots. Hot news or not news, Dan? You know what? I got stuck here. Like, I, I think this is one of those. I, I, I cop out, right? This is lukewarm news. Like, this is, it, it's not, it's not not news, but well, it's also, I don't think it's a highly impactful move. We play hot team news that, or not news. I, I know, I know, I understand this, but, but <laughs> I couldn't settle on do. this one. So I, I'm stuck in the middle with this one. I don't think he's the answer for the Patriots. I also, yeah. I'm always suspicious when a guy gets traded in division. Like, that's, mm. that's the Dolphins saying, here's what we think of this guy. We don't mind competing against him twice a year. Yeah, it's hot news for me, Dan. Um, Chris Greer worked with his dad a long time. His dad worked with the New England Patriots and had a relationship with Bill Belichick. He's the general manager of Miami. I understand what you're saying about trading him within the division. 
just because Miami thinks different of him yeah. doesn't mean that the New England Patriots don't see promise with the young man giving up what they gave up to go get him on a low bar salary who certainly could help out a young quarterback in Mac Jones. Bill Belichick's not going to trade for a dude that yeah. can't help him. I'm just going to go from that. That's that's true. And once upon a time, the Dolphins traded a, a back of the roster guy named Wes Welker to Wes the Patriots. Wes Welker, yes, and that worked out pretty well for them. And, and the New England yeah. Patriots gave up a lot to get so, Wes Welker at that. See, time. All right, fine, you got me. They got, news. yeah, they got yeah, a real news. receiver that's for us. But is he a number one wideout? Not really. No, I, he's a good wideout. But, but New England doesn't. But Jay, it's the a system, New England right, Patriots, King? they don't care about ones. System Everybody's out the door. The system's in Las Vegas. That's they got to put I'm a whole saying. new system in. Thank you. No, yeah. that system is still in New England. Who it you is. think created that system? You got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge coaching the offense. That's what you got in New England right now. I'm not kidding. I'm not. That's not. Yo, that's okay, just, wait. We need to move. Wait a minute. We need to move it along. Dan Graziano says. That the McDaniels is actually the system, and the Patriots don't have one right now. Hot uh, news or not news, Dan? On offense, that's hot news. I mean, it they, is hot they, got, news. they got they got they got a second year quarterback, and they have, they right. have no offensive experience on the offensive coaching staff. Dan, you're making yeah, hot news. But on Dan, news. I, I know we got to move it on, but last time the New England Patriots did this, I believe they won 11 games. But Key, did you hear? Just hearing Matt Who Patricia and Joe Judge's name together, I'm I like, was oh. like Matt Castle. Eh, yeah, but they missed the playoffs. And by the way, they were coming off an undefeated season. five-game drop-off from their previous year. That's, Steve Bashotti said last week that Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations is very unique. Hot news or not news? It's hot news. I don't know if you can have degrees of unique, but go ahead. Because Lamar, <laughs> Jackson, Lamar Jackson could take this, the Kirk Cousins route, and go – you know, fifth-year option, franchise, franchise, and then and then be a free agent. We don't know exactly what Lamar Jackson wants in this contract negotiation. So far, the Ravens haven't given it to him, and as long as that continues, it's a very, very interesting quarterback contract story, especially in the wake of what Deshaun, John, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson just got from the Browns. That would be Keyshawn Johnson. But um, I, I, get him mixed I think up. it's not news. It's, it's, it's not news to me because nothing's happened. We, we are where we were at the end of the football season. Until it heats up, then it's not. Everyone's got a lot of advice for Lamar Jackson. Just by doing nothing, he probably made an extra $50 million. Maybe we should all stop giving Lamar Jackson advice. Hey, you should play wide out. Hey, you should sign right now. He's like, hey, hey, I got this under control. Lakers legend comments about the king. All cap. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN Radio Series. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.